If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mules don't swear much. We do. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. Today, we are reading chapter 22 of Melting Stones. The last chapter, yo! <laughs> Yay! So grab a cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's negotiate with asses. <laughs> I didn't write a summary for this one. Uh, Evie, like, wakes up at the beginning? Is that it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She huddles under a barn for about a day, and then she gets enough strength to start uh, moving around. And, and the island is food. kind yeah. of destroyed. A little ashy. Could use some Yeah. Ashy. Well, isn't there also just, like, debris and stuff everywhere? Mm-hmm. Which is why she has, which is why she needs the mules. Yep, they're rock sides, and the roads have washed out, and I don't remember where she finds the mules. Just like in somebody's barn or something? I think so. So she finds some mules and she's like, hey, hey, pretty mules. You want to help me? And she convinces them to help her and she feeds them. They help take her across the island and they also help her recognize when the the aftershocks are coming because she is so exhausted that she can't tell. She's like tough without her feet. Mm-hmm. she gets back to does she get back to like the, the inn or something mm-hmm. and she finds Miriam yay she's like I'm so sorry and Miriam like isn't even phased and she's like I brought you this rock mm-hmm. and then Nori and Jayat are there I'll go into this some more later but real Lilo and Stitch vibes mm-hmm. Nori is kind of like a married couple 
frankly. Yeah, I was just going to say, Nori's bitchy to everybody, including Jayat, who has done nothing to her. And Evie's like, maybe you shouldn't be so bitchy to Jayat. And she's like, well, maybe he shouldn't try and help me. Yeah, she was like, maybe that'll keep him from, like, trying to marry her or something. <laughs> yeah. He's going to have to live with me for a few months. Maybe that'll make him decide that he doesn't want to marry me no more. Right. I don't know. She 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 contacts Luvo, and Luvo's like, I will let Rosethorn know. So like somebody's gonna come rescue them. So we know that they're not gonna be on the island forever. And then there are kittens. And they're like, Evie, do you want a kitten? And she's like, Yes, I want a kitten. Yeah. Right. She says maybe she wants a kitten. Maybe. She says maybe. But she's maybe. First mules, then. then First mules, then kittens. Oh yeah, and, and and we forgot uh at some point she decides that she wants to be a novice. Yeah. That's important because I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. (laughs) I just said novice. And so it's like, wait, that can't be the right word. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. I disliked the amount of children dying. There should have been more. I don't don't know. All zero dead children. Not enough volcano sacrifice. Yeah. So how did you we we talked about this and I put this in the questions for the recap, but every single book people have died except for this one. Which I mean, I'm sure some people died, but not important people. Did anyone die in the Will of the Embers? Lots of bad things happened, but did anyone die? Actually, nobody of note. No, people got the shit beat out of them. Yeah, people got the shit beat out of them. People were people sexually assaulted. People got deposed. People lost their magical gifts. Died. Well, I mean, they talked a lot about death with Briar. I mean, so I mean, I mean, you're right. I guess there wasn't death in that one. It but did it, not. It did not occur to me until like three days. It ago. sure felt like it. It feels because like it. I was. I was like putting together the questions for the recap and I was gonna be like, how do you feel about this being the only book where nobody dies? And I went, wait a minute. Nobody died in the will of the Empress. Lots of terrible things happened, but nobody died. This book is a whole lot lighter than the will of the Empress. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) It feels overall less heavy, overall less tragedy, but it didn't yeah, this has been the lightest book out of the whole series. Out of the whole series. <laughs> out of the whole series. I feel like this is definitely the lightest. I mean, I did say several episodes ago, I think I've said multiple times, I feel like this book is a palate cleanser. Yeah. Which I think you said may be a good thing because the next book is titled Battle Magic. Without spoiling anything, Battle Magic so uh you guys have already said like i kind of expect a lot of people are going to die of that based on the title um and even though the will of the empress we said nobody dies it still felt like one of the heaviest books in the series yeah Um, yeah so Um, i'm sure we could talk about more of that in our recap episode though so let's talk about chapter 22 all right uh good one what else not enough children dying. <laughs> yeah. Nobody got sacrificed. The lack, the lack of volcano sacrifices was really uh, tangible. I, I don't know what the score is anymore, but uh, y'all's Luvo prediction. 
I remember someone needed to die, and it had to be Lubo, but I guess not. Nope. <laughs> Bummer. You'd have been so happy, but I pegged that from chapter four. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've just been here smugly going. <laughs> I was waiting this whole book for somebody to die. Like someone is gonna die. I'm emotionally preparing myself. Like she's making me like this person. That person's gonna die. Every I mean, single time we get attached to somebody, like <laughs> that person's dead. Don't get too attached. How, how could Oswin not die? He's the father of thirteen orphans. <laughs> he has to die. He's too good. Lubo is amazing, so he obviously has to die too. Uh, wow! Wow! Pierce was just feeling nice. Apparently so. Very off-brand of her. I don't uh, like it. She's maybe like, oh, she be nice. maybe this is the one that's ghost-written. <laughs> did it maybe. take power like a cloak at any point? Mm, <laughs> I don't think so. Did, not. did she define the word kid? I don't think so. We figured it out, y'all. Melting Stones is ghost written. Nobody mm. dies. There's no kid. There's no power like a cloak. And ironically, I, I actually believe that. I, I don't know why. I, <laughs> the writing no style is just so different, too, you know? It is. I did yeah. like the, I knew that nobody tells a mule to do anything. It's better to negotiate. What I like, yeah, that's what I like about <laughs> it, is after the will of the Empress, every time I see anything about mules, I immediately think of Sandry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, also accurate for Sandry. Yep. Nobody, t- nobody tell. That was the entire point of the Will of the Empress. Nobody tells Sandry what to do. It's better to negotiate. Even when it came down to giving up her like ancestral lands and her siblings, they're like, "We can't tell you to do this. We just have to negotiate to convince <laughs> you that it's the right thing to do." I also like the little section talking about um immediately after that, but uh, Evie talking about. The old story about the ferret that curiosity mm-hmm. kill, killed the ferret, I guess. Yeah, yeah. curiosity killed thought. the cat. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was neat. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I did too. A little later on, Evie talks about uh, journeying through hell of those who defy the Yangjing will of heaven. Which, <laughs> if it wasn't clear <laughs> enough that Yangjing was a like awful, yeah, or like a stand-in for imperial china that makes it pretty clear with china's mandate of heaven like you know it's, it's the mm-hmm. same thing just thought it was neat i also like the way i didn't like it it was just kind of a sad realization and like something that i kind of recognized in myself too that she was naming rocks and their shapes to herself so she would not think like to think about the possibility that maybe miriam was dead or that she'd like see dead people in the river or like i won't i don't know if dissociation is the correct term for that but it's maybe not just off. like distracting yourself yeah distraction yeah just doing something so you're not thinking about like yeah. that that worst case scenario evie describing herself as a meat creature who had come close to being a monster mm-hmm. and talking about surrendering her humanity essentially mm-hmm. uh, without knowing the consequences of that right I feel like that should be part of my theme or something, just because it's like a very deep cut. But I don't know why it reminded me of that kidnapping that just happened a few days ago. I don't even know where, but like, I think it was like a six-year-old girl got kidnapped on a hiking trail, like right near her family, their campground. Thank God they found the guy and she was totally safe. She was fine. They found her. Wasn't injured or anything. 
but that there are people out there that will give up their humanity without necessarily becoming inhuman in the story. Right. But, um, I don't know. It's scary to think about. Right. There's fucked up people out there. Just a few. Yeah. <clears throat> and later on, Evie talking about nothing would make up for you dying. No stone is worth a person's life. You know, Tiberium giving her the chunk of amethyst. Mm-hmm. Um, she says that she mostly I even believe that she's talking about her life but then she says some people aren't worth a grain of sand on the beach she talks about how winding circle will probably teach her to not think that way Yeah, not, not a very healthy uh, outlook on life right right at the end I like I really like the last line at least this part of my being a better me creature was off to a good start no. it's like sometimes it's all you can ask for you know yeah get a good a good start and hope you can keep it going yeah because that's kind of what you know life is about you know, yeah make do with what you got so this isn't like quite accurate but uh so on page 301 evie says the house's fires were out i couldn't bear so much as the heat from a candle flame anyway even the touch of my own breath on my skin was too hot and this has a lot to do with her having like just been through volcano. But I was just like, I relate because I also don't like the feel of my own breath on my skin, which has nothing to do with going through a volcano, but it is how I feel. Um, <laughs> so like I have to sleep in like very careful positions to make sure that I'm like not breathing on my own arm. I don't really like the, the touch of other people's breath on my skin either most of the time. <laughs> I was literally about to say, if you think your breath on yourself feels bad, just with you feel someone else's. I also don't like being in front of an air conditioning vent. I just don't like air blowing directly on me or directly under a fan. Definitely sounds like it's a sensory thing. Yeah, for sure. I fucking love it. I love having the vents in the car all pointing at me and just fucking (laughs) cranking it. I do if I'm really fucking hot. If I'm not, then like... Just a little bit, just right? Kind of going on me. Nice. If I'm, if I'm really, really hot or really, really cold, then yeah, it, it's nice to sit right in front of the AC for a minute, or the nice sit right in front of the heater for a minute. But most of the time, I don't like sitting under a fan. I don't like sitting hmm. in front of the AC vent. Like I don't like air blowing directly on me. Interesting. That's that's my sensory thing. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is the next time we see you, we all have to get in a circle around you and just blow on you. <laughs> she would die instantly. Uh, yep. I would just, ashes. I would melt like <laughs> like the wicked witch of the West. It's, I like how Evie tends the mules and they tend to her. So like she feeds them and takes care of them and whispers sweet nothings into their ears. <laughs> and I know it's not really direct, but she says like they told her, they tell her when the aftershocks are coming, and it's really just them reacting to it. But I kind of like this idea of like they kind of take care of her in return. I mean, they also get her through all the rubble. On page three hundred six, Evie and Miriam have their reuniting, and it says, "I walked slowly to her because I was afraid I would stumble. I was wrong to say what I did. My voice was muffled by the scarf over my mouth. I pulled it down." She dropped her chickpeas. Evie, you came. I thought you left. She grabbed me and hugged me and started crying. And I wrote, the epitome of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So cute. 
And speaking of Zuko, it also reminds me of when Zuko and Iroh meet up again at the very end. And, yeah. and uh, he's like, I'm so sorry and I don't deserve it or whatever. And Iroh just hugs him. Mm-hmm. It's like, aren't you mad at me? He's like, no, I've never been mad at you. <sighs> <laughs> Feelings! I'm going to make you feel today. <laughs> then Giant comes out and he's like, what happened to your volcano? We noticed the mountain stopped smoking. And he, He's kind of talking to her about just like all the general stuff. Oh, hey, what happened? We want the news and whatever. And then Nori comes out and as the book states, is more practical and says, how bad is the road? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I just like the balance between their reactions where Giant's like very just like kind of like, it sounds like he's making small talk or just like greeting somebody normally. Oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, hey, what happened with your volcano? And then Nori's just <laughs> down to business. And I feel like they're good for each other because they balance each other out. Mm-hmm. Um, also, since I'm talking about Nori and Jayat, I said I was going to point this out. Some serious Lilo and Stitch energy going on here. <laughs> because we have got Nani and David and Lilo doing the little home thing yeah and it's very cute and yeah. i feel like the lilo and stitch because i know we joked about like is evie stitch but i feel like that goes back to the previous chapter the two chapters ago where nori slaps evie or punches evie and all that and it's very similar to when nani like chews out stitch because it's all of you it's all your fault my sister got taken i mean it is stitch's fault that lilo gets taken and now <laughs> it's evie's fault that uh Miriam went back so i mean evie kind of is stitch learning to be more human just like stitch damn it's, it's this book just is lilo and stitch it's lilo and stitch starring Toph. yes <laughs> that is that is melting stones um I, i'd watch that yeah, so what we should have sent in our package was Lilo and Stitch and season two of Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes. <laughs> 309, Evie says, it was good to hear her and good to hear Jayat as he argued with her about something. Staying here for a while wouldn't be so bad. Hard work would keep my mind off how little magic I had. I could be useful. Rounding up animals and getting them fed, collecting food. More people would come once they felt safer. They would need to eat. I could help with the cooking too. And I just like that passage and this description of hard work this really makes me think a lot of the end of triss's book because at the end of triss's book she has killed all these people and she feels like she needs to make amends for it and Mm -hmm. so she goes and she works with the healers and she's like out you know scrub floors whatever and then nico comes in and says you know what do you want to work on she says i need to learn control and this just feels very reminiscent of that because evie's kind of gotten to this point where she's like i need to make amends and she does that by putting herself to work also just as like tris kind of has this revelation of i need to like learn this evie decides that she's going to become a novice there are at least two places that this is foreshadowed earlier in the book maybe chapter 14 or so the chapter titled oswin and i was like oh there's foreshadowing there's so much foreshadowing in that chapter oswin asks evie if she's a novice and then there's a chapter even earlier it's like the chapter titled i fuss with fuss pot i remember the chapter titles yo you'd have to actually give a crap about us to become a novice yeah yeah and here's the thing he's being an asshole but this is right 
he he gives us the entire book right there it's like p.s yo this is what the book's about it's about her learning to give a crap for people and then she becomes a novice wow thanks murtide you ruined the book for us (laughs) and uh speaking of murtide i listened to the audiobook and he's called fusspot in the audiobook credits when they do the credits they're like Evie was played by Grace Kelly and so on and so forth. And then they go, Dedicate Fusspot. I mean, Murtide was played by. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's really funny. The sailors at the beginning were Bruce Coville and Tamara Pierce. And the looters were as well. It's nice to hear Tamara Pierce's voice on, on the audio. I'm curious. She says something about like all the volcano spirits being gone. So mm-hmm. I want to know, is Mount Grace still a volcano? all the volcano spirits emptied out to elsewhere i think it is i'm sure it it took thousands and thousands of years for it to get all those spirits in there again so i'm sure they'll reaccumulate after thousands and thousands of years it's just a dormant volcano dormant yes Mm -hmm. um my first one is when evie is on her little trip with the mules and she says that she envies their long eyelashes i also want some long eyelashes steven and both my girls have really long pretty eyelashes i'm very jealous of them they're very pretty (laughs) and then my next one is when evie gives the mules apples and carrots also pays them compliments in every language that she knew and they like the compliments even more than the treats because meals are pretty vain. <laughs> what does this tell us about Sandry? She says she doesn't like flattery, but if she's a mule, apparently she does. Well, and we did talk in Will of the Empress about how she she did like some flattery. So some flattery, yeah. Well, the mules are nothing but like in flattery. They're like flattery, ooh. Snacks, snacks are nice too, but flattery, ooh, Well, of course, because Briar's not a mule. If Briar was a mule, then mules would like snacks, but he's something else. <laughs> That's true. I like where she is talking to the mules. <laughs> She's saying, it's like a ghost town, I told the mules. I've been talking to them for a while. And then the mules just flip their ears because they're not good conversationalists. <laughs> good for practice, I think. Which, I mean, Sandra can be that way, too. Um, Try to talk to her about stuff. And she's like, oh, whatever. I don't want to listen to you about that. (laughs) I mean, not stuff that I'm interested in. Think think about the way she treated Ambrose's reports. Right? Like, oh, this is so boring. You're so dry. And, ugh, I don't like having to read this. And quite frankly, Baronine's pretty much the same. Yep. (laughs) I like... Um, when she gets to the inn and Nori and Jayat show up, Nori was armed with a huge pot in one hand and and a knife in the other. <laughs> like, I mean, mood. <laughs> Funny. He was fucking ready. And Jayat had an iron spit that he held like a staff. Also they good. Ready. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like we saw the the looters and how they reacted. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was kind of cute. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if uh, this says a lot about me or not. When Evie tells Nori she shouldn't be so mean to Jayat, she says, now he's stuck. Maybe living with me for a few months will teach him that he doesn't want to marry me after all. I thought that was really cute. 
like, I don't know why. I was like, I guess, uh, oh, he's going to get to see how crazy I am the next couple months and see if he still likes me or not. Oh, I don't know. Spoiler alert, he probably he, he likes your level of crazy. It's okay. She, she, I, I, I think she's, uh, what's the word? Like, she lacks, like, confidence in herself. She's like, or maybe she's one of those people who's so, actually, this is probably what it is. She's so worried that she's going to get hurt that she pushes people away before they can hurt her first. Because she's been through a lot of the same, I mean, not li- exactly the same, but very, like, she's, she's, we've, we've talked about how she's similar to Evie and she's been through a lot of trauma and a lot of hurt in her life, similar to how Evie has. And that's something that Evie's done. It's like, yeah, push people away so they don't hurt me before, get, get rid of them before they hurt me. And my last one is when Miriam grabs the cat and she's like, look, this is Squeak. She's my kitten. Like, oh, the cat's name is Squeak. How adorable. I definitely want to name my next cat Squeak now. If I came back after death as anything, it would be a mule. (laughs) I mean, accurate. I thought I'd stop believing in those hells, but they hadn't stopped believing in me. Also a really good line. A little of it was coming back, but it wasn't enough to turn a crystal into a n- night lamp, which I think is just a nice callback to the first book. Right. She's very out of juice. Meals first, kittens later. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at MintMobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. What theme or message did you find? The one I found was survival, for obvious reasons, I guess. <laughs> they survived through a volcano. Hooray, survival. I'm going to talk more about Nori, y'all. I wrote cruelty and this kind of for me goes back to that comparison of Evie and Nori because Evie has figured out maybe it's okay to be a meat creature and uh, maybe I shouldn't be so mean to meat creatures and maybe I should practice being a meat creature but geez I just want Nori to take chill pill because she's I see myself in, giant. I see myself in Nori a lot like <laughs> Because literally, Evie's like, a lot. Evie's like, maybe you should be nicer to Jayat. And she's like, no, maybe he should figure out that he doesn't want to marry me. She's so just yeah, being a Nori, Nori is continuing to be cruel to everyone. And Evie's starting to figure out that maybe being cruel isn't bad. And Miriam is being cruel to nobody because she's six and is the epitome of forgiveness and adorable. And mm-hmm. Jayat's just being Jayat, which is cool. And Mule's being Mule's doing Mule things. <laughs> I'm gonna shut up now and let somebody else talk. Um, perseverance. Keep fighting, even if it doesn't look like it's gonna go well. Maybe does a lot of that, especially while she's on her own. We see it with Nora Giant and Miriam holding up and trying to make things work until they could get rescued. Mine was in a very similar vein of um second chances. Whenever he sees Miriam and is like, she's alive, she's not dead, she was so sure that she was going to have to, like, find her body and, like, take her back, and she'd be, she described it as, uh, she believed that she'd wear her death as a chain around my her neck all her life. I personally don't think that's fair, the way that everything went down with her. Miriam breaking her stuff, her getting mad at her, at telling her to go away, Miriam going back to the house and to try to do it in the middle of a fucking volcano erupting. Not anyone's fault, but she realizes that she does have this opportunity to make things right. It It is her turn to do it and to take it and to, 
like I said, not her fault, but she is she is getting the second chance to at least apologize and make things right. Yeah. It wasn't too late. Thank goodness. I know. Tamara Pierce could have been like, no, I'm going to be terrible and oh, oh that would have been awful. <laughs> I would but have I... passed her, but it would have been awful. But I think a lot of this is um I mean, I do feel like as a whole. Pierce's books, and I mean this about her other series as well, while they can be very heavy and usually are and like some awful shit happens, they are on the whole positive and uplifting. Like, yeah, you can trust at the end, maybe not everything's going to be okay, but like, we're going to live to fight another day. Um. And I think that if like Miriam had died, it would not have felt that way. No. Um, and it's very much about like like I do feel like she writes very character driven fiction, character driven fiction. Like we see these beautiful character arcs. And again, I think that for Evie to go through this arc, she needed to be able to come out the other end, and she needed the second chance. Um, yeah. And in some cases, that's not the case. That's that's not what it is. Like in Shatterglass. Triss needs to for Triss to really go through that arc she needs to come up to a point where there is no second chance and and be tested um but for Evie it's very much like if Miriam would have died she would have just given up everybody for right. sure right she's like oh this is why I don't care about people yeah because as soon as you care about people they die Right. And so to learn to learn to care about people, she had to like hurt somebody to the point that it made a difference to her, but also get to a point where she could trust that she's not going to lose anybody she cares about. She's not going to lose people as soon as she gives a shit about them. Yeah. That's my literary analysis for the minute. <laughs> I'm an English teacher. What do you expect? Part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? Mine's going to sound a little weird. I'm going to blame it on the fact that I got married last week and I haven't had time to really digest all of this. But <laughs> take care of your tools and they'll take care of you. No, take care and of your tools or your mules, as the case may be. Sorry. Take care of your, <laughs> take care of your mules and they'll take care of you. But yeah, I mean, she even, like, made him masks and stuff and, like, treated him nice and brought him water and food and, like... Gave him compliments. Yeah, that, that was the most important one. Yes. Um, <laughs> but she took care of them and they helped her reach her goal without too much fuss or fighting and... Mm -hmm. Like she said, if she tried to force them up there without any food or water or anything, it wouldn't have worked, so... Feels kind of weird to say, you know, a, a donkey is a tool, but I mean, it, it kind of is, you know. But I, I feel like that's applicable to a lot of different stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. That's a good one. Thanks. I'm a good one. I have. You are. That's why your wife married you. But I, I already had like two things I wanted to say in this section, and now I have a third. I guess I can go ahead and go. Yeah, you go. Um, mine is from the passage. I'd lived two ways. I'd been one with Luvo, the islands, Flare, Carnelian, and the volcano spirits. All that fire and glory was splendid, 
but it's nothing like the hot rush of feeling that swamped me when I saw that Miriam, Nori, and Jayat were alive. Being a creature of melting stone was powerful. It was as powerful as the earthquakes. Being with these meat creatures again was as warm and complete as my own blood. I was a meat creature who had come close to being a monster. I had almost surrendered being human without knowing that I was giving up. Maybe only Rose Thorn, Lubo, and Murtide would know I had helped to save lives and this island. That made me feel good, useful, as if I had earned my place among the fellow meat creatures. Not all people are bad. <laughs> Sometimes it's okay to get close to people. Not everyone's going to hurt you. And even if you don't get recognition for all the splendid and powerful and awesome things that you do, you can still be reminded that you have a place in society and you're important. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling. <laughs> um, someone else go. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> One of the things I wrote down, I feel like, kind of goes along with what Brittany said. I feel like it's basically the same thing you just said. I just wrote it in different words. Just because you've had a bad time in life doesn't mean you should take it out on other people, particularly people who weren't involved in that. And mm -hmm. I feel like this is this has been Evie's arc, right? Like, so she's she's been through all of this stuff, and because of it, she doesn't trust anyone. And now she's going, oh wait, maybe not everybody's bad. Yeah, and, don't become a monster because of your past. Right. I think that's the best way to phrase it. Try to be better, regardless of whether people suck or not. <laughs> there we go. That's what I was trying to say with all my rambling. You think the others will come home by then? They always do. Pirates, earthquakes, big storms, they always return once the people on the other islands start to get on their nerves. We're proud folk here on Starns. We prefer to do it for ourselves. We'll definitely talk about it a little more in the recap episode, but the sense of community and trust, even though there were people who were like, meh, it's going to be fine, we're just going to loot and pillage and be assholes, for the most part, they look after each other and care about each other goodwin made me think of this i wrote give people compliments because he was talking about the mules you know what i also like to be complimented and told what a good job i'm doing or how beautiful i am or whatever so you know what say nice things to people compliment them all that that's great i think typically like when you say nice things to other people it makes you feel good too but the thing that i really wanted to end on so I feel like I have the thing to bring this all together. I wrote Ohana. Ohana means family. And family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us. Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. You can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find all our episodes at our new home on Acast. Shows.acast.com slash Reading Circle Temple. Shake it us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their art by following Yellow is for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. 
let's all have coffee next week. We don't have an excerpt because this was the last chapter. So Hooray. Uh, we will we will do an excerpt for Battle Magic when we do our recap. Hooray! Oh my gosh, we only have one more book, guys. Ah! <laughs> One more book! (laughs) This has been a crazy journey. I hope y'all have enjoyed it. Absolutely. It's been awesome. One more book. One more book? Wow. 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 If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.